Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Market again, but maybe they've learned their lesson and they want someone else to manufacture their specs so they don't have to deal with all the, you know, all the other bad stuff. So, you know, it's a smart move. It, you know, they, they can put your toe back in the water, see if they like it. And if they don't like it, it's easy to, you know, cut out the supplier and just go back to business as usual. So I think it's all right. I mean, they still have a brand name. You got to give them that, right? But what is business as usual, Robert? You know, I'm not sure what business as usual is. I mean, the only thing that Nokia has really done in the smartphone arena is the Lumina line, which they sold to Microsoft. So, I mean, ever since then, you know, we're talking two years in product distribution of IT technology. That's a long time. That's a long time to be out of the game. So I'm not sure that it's going to be that easy to just kind of pick up and start manufacturing again. I, I think the, the, the move to put it in a Chinese manufacturer's hand is basically what everybody's doing anyway. I don't see that as necessarily a good or bad thing. But, you know, if they were to decide manufacturing again, it's going to be a bit of a heft to get up there and do that. And I don't think they will. The end result is it's hard to beat a Chinese price these days. Very difficult to beat. Well, you know, they bought uh, that French company Alcatel Lucent. I think that uh, that's actually going to go through $16.5 billion. Uh, listen, man, I'd love to see Nokia do it. You know, back in the day, uh, their hardware wasn't shabby, okay? But I don't think they ever really caught on right to what a smartphone should be. So let's see what happens. Well, they married up to Microsoft. I mean, they hitched their wagon to the wrong horse. I mean, the... Do, do you think that if Nokia had it to do over again, would they make that sale like they did? What do you think about that, Bruce? I don't know. What I was thinking when you were posing that question is uh, if I was, you know, you, you know, these Chinese phones, I mean, this this is getting to be a, a vast market over there. Um, and so when you think about a Chinese phone, you think about Huawei. Nokia. I mean, there is something about the brand of Nokia, and if Nokia can leverage their brand and 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 make sure that they're turning out a decent product, and Robert's got the the real key there as far as the price, you know, with the with these Chinese phones or whoever made that comment, um, you know, it, it it could do well. But as far as uh, you know, uh, their deal with Microsoft. I think if they hadn't made that deal, they might have they might have very well gone under. I think Microsoft really bailed them out financially. I don't think they had much choice. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And they probably own some patents or something that you know gets them through the day, you know. Um, so here's a here's the N one. Uh, almost... Hey, it's thirty three degrees centigrade in Shanghai. I wonder how they put that screen up there. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
almost eight inch display. Uh, of course, it's going to feature Nokia's Z launcher, but a uh, good looking tablet, and it looks like it's going to be a good looking tablet, especially for the money. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. And it is just a rumor, right? Sure, it is. Simply just that. All right, man. Let's uh. Let's talk about something, Bruce. I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, but uh, we're we're still seeing a lot of issues. Wait just a second here. Just bear with me, everybody. Let me see where my where my link is. We're seeing a whole lot of issues with uh, uh, Lollipop and this deployment. And uh, there's still a lot of very unhappy Nexus 5 and Nexus 7 owners with this latest push from Google with uh, Android 5.1 Lollipop. And... Uh, we're you know we're seeing freezes, reboots, lags. There's memory leaks. There's battery issues. And Bruce, I think from your firsthand experience, you can tell us that it's more than Lollipop and Nexus devices. Uh, why don't you share with us what's been going on with you the last few days? I will, and I I am sh- I am certain that I am not the first person to say this. But but tonight, for the first time, when you were introducing this part of the story. This came to my mind the first the, for the very first time. So I'm I know this can't be original with me, but after my experience with the over-the-air update to Lollipop on my Samsung Galaxy Alpha phone, I would refer to this as Lollipop instead of Lollipop, <laughs> because this is the worst upgrade experience I've ever had on a smartphone, going all the way back to the Trio 180, a black. A black and white smartphone. You may you may remember that. I know you had some trios too. But um, and and all you have to do is go online and start searching. It doesn't matter who the carrier is, whether it's Verizon or AT and T. In my case, it was AT and T. And they they so the carriers are starting to roll out Lollipop to some of these older phones. This includes the Note Three, the Samsung Galaxy S Four, S Five, S Five Active. Uh, Note 4, and then finally they rolled it out to the Samsung Galaxy Alpha. You search XDA developers, or you just search online anywhere, and you'll see that it has been a disaster for some people. The issues for me were threefold. Number one, battery life tanked at least 30%. It was horrible. It, it made my phone to where it wouldn't last me through the whole day. Uh, the second thing was irresponsive buttons or unresponsive buttons especially the back button when you want to go back to the the previous page or wherever you were when you would hit that it would be five six ten seconds before it would even respond you would go to open up some apps and you would get a white a bright white screen for three five six seconds before the app would even open up and there were other things that that it would just totally hang on so irresponsive apps uh, irresponsive uh, unresponsive buttons um, and and battery life was just horrid, and it was looking like the only solutions were going to be factory reset and reboot uh, and root 
and and then go back to KitKat 4.4.4, which a lot of people were doing. Of course, that voids your warranty. Um, or uh, or hope that maybe just doing a factory reset would kind of jar something loose. So uh, I called AT&T Tech Support, got a hold of a really, really sharp guy. In fact, I told him about our show tonight. Maybe he'll watch it. Maybe he's even watching now. But I just wanted to let him know that I wasn't some greenhorn. I didn't want to come off cocky or anything, you know. Hey, I'm an Android expert. But I wanted to let him know that, you know, I, I love Android and I'm used to it and been with it for a long time. And, um, and he told me, you know, there, you cannot go back to a former version by virtue of a factory reset. If you've taken the over-the-air update and it's updated, and you do a factory reset, it, you're stuck with that one. The only way to downgrade is to root, which voids your warranty and so forth. But he did say one of the things they've been having people do is to do a factory reset. So I did a factory reset this afternoon. My phone is uh, it's not back into the place where I like it with my Nova launcher all set up and everything. But it, the battery life and the issue, other issues that I described, too, uh, appear not to be a problem right now, but uh, honestly, I mean, this does not. I it came down to where, okay, am I going to root my phone, void my warranty to go back to KitKat, or because it was certainly not going to be an option for me to wait for AT&T to roll out a new version of Lollipop, which you know is going to take months, and I I couldn't I couldn't work that way, or maybe it was going to be to leave the Android operating system and go someplace else. God forbid. I didn't want to do that. So right now, I'm okay, but we'll see. So, Very good. Uh, and, and I just want to clarify for anyone listening, you are talking about Lollipop on the Samsung Galaxy Alpha. Uh, right. Now running for, uh, Lollipop, correct? Right. And, and yeah. for AT&T, it was 5.0.2. For Verizon, I think it was 5.0.1. But people with whether you had a Verizon phone, any of these Samsung phones, or whether you had uh, an AT&T phone, and I've even read some of the similar reports for other, some of these other you know third-party car- carriers that, uh, you know that we have in the in the area. So talk about synchronicity. On the phone today, I got the notification to upgrade to Lollipop on Verizon on for my G3, and uh, since. Lollipoop is leaving a bad taste in someone's mouth over here. Um, I'm gonna do his. I'm gonna take the advice. I'm gonna go to XDA and see if there is any issues with the G3 and Lollipop before and Verizon before yep. I upgrade because it, you know. And I was wondering, do you think it's a conflict with Nova Launcher, perhaps? No, as far as you know, I don't know. Um, I don't. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I've never had that problem with an over-the-air update before, uh, and I had Nova Launcher on there. It'd be um, interesting when you put it back on and see if that the problem kind of creeps back up. Well, Nova Launcher is back on it. I haven't made it my my default yet. Right now, I'm still yeah. defaulting to TouchWiz, but uh, but 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 seriously, I mean, you know, this is not good PR for Google at all. And the Android operating system, you know, especially when, you know, if, they, if this could have been a really solid rollout, and, and we could contrast it with the disaster that Apple's been having with their iOS 8.0, 8.1, 8.2, 8.3, and some of the stuff that that caused their users. But you know, hey, we got the same problem on our end. At least many of us did. Yeah. 
Agreed. Robert, jump in here, man. I, I, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, the standard response when you look on XDA is anytime you get an over-the-air update from anybody, do a factory reset on the phone, make it fresh. First. Start, yeah, start yeah. out fresh right away. And I found that's true with my Nexus 7 tablets. You know, I've had a couple of little glitches along the way. And the first suggestion <clears throat> that comes up is factory reset the device. You know, make sure you got a backup of all your stuff. Factory reset the device. Then decide. Yeah, and us, us geeks would know that or, or could know that or should know that. But the average, my, my wife, she's got a Galaxy S4 out there. And that update's waiting for her. She don't know nothing. You know, the average person, you know, oh, update, I'm going to click it. It's going to be more secure. It's going to be faster and everything. And then, boom, disaster. You know all those technicians every time that they hear the factory update because there's the many majority, much higher majority of folks who just don't know what's involved with a factory reset or to do a factory reset, which means that their phones are going to ring. Hey, I'm getting horrible battery life. I'm getting these big five, six-second delays. What do I do? And they have to give them the standard response. Okay, do a factory reset on your phone. Make sure you have all your photos and contacts backed up. And, you know, they got to walk them through that process. So it's certainly expensive to have a rollout come out. But, you know, not every rollout that's gone over the air is required the factory reset. So what are, you, what, what are you using if you're not rooted your phone? Can You're not using titanium backup to back up your phone. What are you using? What app are you using to back up your phone? The only thing I worry about is Google Backup itself. I have the Verizon Backup, but I use Google because I'm totally in the Google ecosystem. All my all my photos are done through there. All my apps are done through there. And, of course, all of my uh, contacts are through there. The only thing that I do lose is the customization of the apps themselves, you know, my widgets and things like that, which is generally not too bad to go back to. You know, and set up like the Nova launcher, like what Bruce is doing. But the, again, you know, he could not continue uh, on the way that he was going, and so he was forced with with no other options but to do the factory re reset. And we're going to knock on wood that you know, once he gets his phone back to a useful state for him, he's not going to find that. There's something else still nagging in the background that causes these problems to reappear. Yeah, and the article that was in the spreadsheet, they're saying that the the bug is really more about RAM and the, and the conflict with the camera on the Nexus Nexus um, fives, so and Nexus seven. So, hmm, it's kind of it kind of makes you wonder how you know why would that be going on? You know? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of issues that I think on the Nexus line in particular, and we're going to talk about that in an article in just a little bit about the Nexus 7s, that, hey, maybe it's not lolly poop to start with. Maybe it's Asus poop. You know? So <laughs> we got to talk about that too. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into that. Hey, guys, uh, listen reports uh, this this started creeping up a couple of weeks ago in some forums uh but uh, basically the the bottom line here just to kind of wrap it up the 2013 nexus 7 
is failing, man. It's failing big time. And when I say failing, it's uh, it's freezing. It's uh, you reboot it, and it's getting to a certain point, and and freezing again, and w- just won't complete the boot process, uh, which I can relate to. If anyone can remember, you know, mine happened about three months ago. But make no mistake, this same thing happened to me with my Nexus. Okay, the only difference of mine was the 2012 Nexus. All right, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, this uh, this sounds like some uh, some real issues. I mean, basically, uh, and and he, here's the deal, guys. You know, I hate to bring this up. I know I'm going to get hate mail over it, but uh, this tablet sitting right here is an iPad two that I'm using tonight to uh, keep it on the spreadsheet. Uh, this thing is not what it used to be, as Apple has updated the firmware. But it's still running, and my Nexus 7 isn't, okay? And, uh, yeah, I, I paid about half for the Nexus 7, what I gave for this iPad 2. But no excuse. I expected the thing to work more than two years, all right? I think that's the scary part is that, you know, and the article that we're, we're coming from from Android Police talks about, you know, what our expected life expectancy of our devices is and we've kind of got this two three year minimum you know in our head the 2013 edition you know crashing now just two years into its release is a little bit on the spooky side and what's even more disconcerting is that asus's response for repairs are more than what the tablet cost originally. Yep. Yeah. Now, now that's just plain offensive, if you ask me. That, but, you, but you know, it has to be some kind of driver issue, right? I mean, it, it it's got to be something like that for all this stuff happening on mass at the not on mass, but you know, during this time period that after a certain amount of updates, something has gone awry, right? Yeah, but it you're saying driver or drive issue. The uh, you know, that's, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, let's face it, we buy tires for our car, and we expect them to last for a while, but we know that those tires are eventually going to be worn out and need to be replaced. Do we need to look at, you know, tablets and phones with the same kind of thought process that, hey, this is good for 50,000 miles or 60,000 miles, and then after that, you know, all bets are off. You know? you know, I don't think so because I I still have my HTC Incredible phone in my if I and if I were to click that thing on, it would power back up, and it would be it would be working right, and that's got to be an eight year, ten year phone or something. But, you know? but you're not using it on a regular basis. But I was using it on a regular basis for a long period of time. My Razer Max I was using for a regular basis more than two years on a long period of time. Every day, more than I'd ever use a tablet. Right. And, and you know, dropping it and doing other things. But this specifically talks about the Asus Nexus line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the quality of the product that went there, you know, going back to Duke's comparison with the iPad, you know, did we have a little bit less than, you know, acceptable wear levels on the storage? And is that where we're seeing the issue, you know, come from? Uh, you know, are, are the batteries, you know, not holding up like they should be? 
you know, where is where is the blame to be held? You know, and a lot of people happen to look at the coincidence of lollipop being or lollipop, point of time, from Bruce, uh, from Bruce. But I, I mean, it just happens to be a strange coincidence that it's occurring right now with lollipop coming out. You know, people are blaming lollipop, but it, could it very well be that we've got tablets with parts that are wearing out prematurely? You know, if you bought a 60,000 mile tire, you want it to last 60,000 miles. You're not going to be happy at 40 or 50. Here's, yeah, uh, no, I mean, here, here, here's my thoughts, uh, just specific to the Nexus, okay? I bought the original Nexus 1 from Google. The power button tore up on it, okay? The uh, the first Samsung Galaxy Nexus had all kinds of firmware issues that, that never really got resolved, okay? Uh the the Nexus Five and the Nexus well the Nexus Four had a glass back that shattered. You, I really can't follow them there, okay? Because a lot of phones have these glass backs on them. But but going on, uh, look at the Nexus Six and the battery issues. If you let the Nexus Six run, uh, if you go real far down on the battery, guess what happens? The battery swells when you go to recharge it and pushes the back cover off. Okay, to me, this is nothing more than Google's poor quality control. Right. Dropping the spec off on the manufacturer and just walking away from it saying, hey, that's it. Hey, Bruce, you got any opinions on this man? Oh, man. You know. No, I just you know you you think they could you think they could do better. I mean, and and you it does make you begin to uh, you know to think about you know and you know it comes to my mind you know say what you want to about the walled garden on the other side, but um, you know and they've had their own quality issues as well. I mean, who can forget Antenna Gate on the iPhone four? You know, but um, yeah, it's just you just. You, you just can't make junk and and listen I you know I think it could drive people to a lot of those cheaper Chinese devices I mean wh if I'm gonna get some junk I'm gonna pay less for the junk that way I can afford to replace the junk more frequently well what, I mean, what happens is it just wrecks the brand right yeah. now you think you know Nexus is our, is not the pinnacle you know even people were getting like you said before for the operating system pure vanilla experience first one to get it and if all those reasons start going away then you know no one's it doesn't make sense for them to buy it it just doesn't make sense right hey guys let's talk about uh, what a lot of people across the internet are calling mobile getting and uh, basically, uh, here again, I'm going to try to just wrap this up in a paragraph format. Google's got this super algorithm out there, you know, and they pretty much know what we're going to search for. But they're changing that now. And basically, if you're searching for a page now that's not mobile-friendly, it's going to fall off the top of the page rankings and appear down below it because the majority of the web traffic now 
is from a mobile device. And, uh, hey, Bruce, why don't you kick this one off? What's your thoughts on this, man? Yeah. No, no surprise here. Even in our company, you know, we've, de we've developed apps, uh, making sure that our, in fact, our, our website is up for a Webby award. Uh, we're one of, I think four or five in our category. Um, and, and to make sure that it's mobile responsive and that it, that shows well on mobile, it's, it's really important. And, you know, so this shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, traffic on mobile devices is extremely high. And, um, I mean, with the advent of, you know, Siri and OK Google and uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, if I woke your phone up uh, and Cortana. Now, did you see that there's a way there's a hack you can get Cortana on your Android phone, you know, but with all these easy ways to search for stuff, it's 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 becoming mobile uh, of the uh, is the priority. So makes sense to me. And Just anybody who got caught with their britches down on this deserves to have their search rankings go lower. Yeah, just to be clear, it's just the search on a mobile device. So if you're, when you're searching yeah. Google with a mobile device, it's just going to higher rank the, you know, optimized um, mobile site to uh, re return that higher page ranking for it. So it's not, you know, for every search. It's right. just the mobile search. Right. Yeah, but and, and I will dovetail into both what Bruce and Jeff just said. Any webmaster worth their salt knows what their users are hitting their sites on, whether it's a tablet or whether it's a desktop or whether it's a phone. And I can tell you, in our own circumstance with our website, Kids Believe Letters, 40% of our traffic came from a mobile device, 40%. Yeah. And on top of that here, we'll go one step further. It's not just gen uh, generic searches. But paid advertisement, 40% of our paid advertisement was from advertisement on mobile devices. So not only were they searching for us with, you know, just a Google search for us, but where they saw our advertisements on a mobile device, they were clicking. So we knew long ago that we had to have a responsive site regardless of where Google places us in the search algorithm, but simply because our, our, a growing number, a substantially growing number of users were coming to us from mobile, and we realized two years ago that people couldn't do it, despite Duke's wife having done it sitting there waiting for tires to be changed the first time she, she found our site. But the, it was a difficult and painful experience. And so we started immediately changing our website over when we saw the, the numbers start to creep up. So this shouldn't be mobile getting, you right. know. Anybody and, who lets this sneak up, like Bruce said, is. And, and there's so many different themes out there that are responsive site, um, responsive themes that you get for WordPress or Joomla or whatever that you automatically kind of handle that. But the question is. Is those are those sites part of the Google super algorithm? What are the criteria for what the Google considers to be a mobile, you know, uh, high-ranking site? Is it is it if I have a WordPress site that's responsive, uh, will that meet the criteria? Is there something else? You know, I don't know if that's known yet. You know, right. I don't know. We're not going to sit there and take a chance, though. 
No. I mean, but how would you know? I mean, how are you going to know until, you know, you do the search on your phone to see where your ranking is? Yeah, but how do you know what your rank is in Google other than guessing your best guess in, in terms of, you know, proper coding of the website, website load time, you know, the, yeah. all of the factors. There, there are things that we know detract and take away, Flash being one of them, but, you know, that's a no-no. And so... Obviously, we're not going to get all the information. We're going to get little hints and, and, and tidbits and suggestions, but we're not going to be given the formula to end up in spots one, two, or three. Just I, I can tell you, you know, you want to be, you know, definitely on uh, YouTube. Have a YouTube channel that's points and points to your uh, website, you know, through your because every YouTube uh, partner. You know, channels definitely going to be high in the ranking. Yep, absolutely. All right. Hey, guys. Google announced yesterday that Android Wire was going to get a pretty substantial update. Basically, it's going to be uh, uh, activating these Wi-Fi radios that are in devices. And uh, I learned the G-Watch. It does not have a Wi-Fi radio. It sounds like all the rest of them do. Uh, the emoji. The, I think this is a real interesting story. Basically, Google held a hackathon, and uh, one of the hacker groups had come up with a way that if you draw it, it recognizes what the emoji is, and it inserts that. Well, the Android Wear team was so impressed with it, they've incorporated it directly into Android, and I... Listen, this is a gimmick, but still yet, I think it's fun, okay? But, uh, yeah, and then also you'll be able to do things with gestures, you know, just maybe by moving your wrist, you'll be able to uh, do several uh, several gestures and, uh, and activate the phone that way. Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you this time, man. What do you, uh, what do you think about this? Well, I, I like the idea. Uh, I don't have a, a watch, and I and I thought the LG, the LG Urban, Urbane or Urban was going to be the first watch that has the, the Wi-Fi. Um, not all the watches have the previous watches have those Wi-Fi antennas. The Ur Urbane is the first to get the update, yes, yes. and all updates will be rolled out uh, next month. But let's the see, LG. The LG G Watch does not have a Wi-Fi radio, so it does your watch. It does yours? Yes, it does. Okay, yes. well that makes it. I like the idea, and it's it doesn't necessarily have to be on. But I think the cool thing is it doesn't have to be on the same network, Wi-Fi network. It be can be off a different Wi-Fi network. Um, the only the only thing that is cool about it, which I'm not doing, but I, I can see the example which I. I think it was on Twitter about uh, the guy was talking about, you know, if you if you keep your phone with you in your locker room, you could still get all your notifications off on your watch, even though it's not physically with you. It could be in a different part and things like that. So the watch doesn't have to the, – your phone doesn't have to be physically near you, right? It could be someplace else, which makes sense, right? Um, I like the gestures. I think that, that – that's a nice, neat idea, and I like the idea that supposedly, um, you know, it does that kind of ambient black and white rendering, so it's on all the time. So the apps, you can check your apps, and it's not going to be always 
you don't have to do a gesture to to make that app come up and do something outrageous so you can see it. So um, if the the battery life is if it works like that and it works great, you know, that's a that's a huge improvement. So I think it's a it's a good thing actually. Good for the watches. All right, man. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, you look over the comments on this particular article, and the obvious question comes up: What is Wi-Fi going to do to the battery life on these already shortened battery life devices? Well, yeah, I can, somehow, I can I can tell you what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. About thirty percent less battery life per day. Mm-hmm. But it might be working in like some kind of pulse mode. You know, every X amount of time, if it wakes up, connects, sees there's the notification, does it that way. Well, that doesn't work real well. Because the, the, the whole point of having the watch on your wrist is so that you get the instant notification. If I've got to wait 15 or 30 minutes. No, I'm not saying 15, 30 minutes, no. Okay, well, how how short are you going to make that time? And then, I don't I don't know what the interval should be. I'm sure they they would might probably optimize it for how it's running. You know, if that's the case, you know, who knows how it works? I don't, I don't know. I'm just I should shut up on this. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> you should shut up on this. Uh, exactly. I should be very quiet on this. It, it's it's doesn't even have one. The end result is is that the battery life on it is going to be impacted substantially. If you want to see the difference in battery life, take your phone, turn it off the Wi-Fi, and see if you don't get an extra 10 to 15% of battery life on your phone. I almost guarantee it, unless you live in a really weak radio area where it has to struggle for the 3G, 4G connection. You know, that, that, that would you know, potentially be worse. But Wi-Fi in a watch... Just for battery life, that scares me. The fact that it makes it more convenient to have the device, that's great. But once again, we come back to the what I personally believe should be the number one you got to have it right thing is battery life. And it's got to be substantial. It's got to be good. None of this, well, I have to plug it in you know, after lunch so I can make it through the rest of the day. That, that just ain't going to get it. Hey, uh, going back to the uh, Nexus com, uh, conversation there, we've got uh, Douglas Clement says, my son's Nexus 2013 has been sent back twice. First time, new board, lasted two days and would not charge. It's been sent back again. It's under warranty. We have two iPads for a year and uh, longer and, and work. Uh, they've had them for a year longer. And they work flawlessly. Uh, what do you recommend to folks? Exactly, Doug. Very good point. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Anything else on this? Well, what do you, Duke? What do you think about the update? Uh, well, I, listen. I think the Wi-Fi is pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, to kind of reiterate what you were talking about, you know, it's uh, it's tied to Android's cloud. So I could leave the phone here on my network and and go out with just the watch to a restaurant, log into their Wi-Fi, and I'm still going to get my phone feature notifications on my watch because it's working across those networks like that. I personally think that's pretty cool, okay? Uh, 
but I am concerned about the battery life. I, that's that's no joke. So, you know, let's see what it's like. Uh, the uh, I, I read three different articles on it today, and and all of them kind of hinted at that. Uh, uh, you know, you now when it goes into sleep mode, developers are going to be able to fine tune. Uh, how often, you know, it's going to wake or update or whatever. So uh, maybe we will be able, the user will be able to tweak that to where they can use it on Wi-Fi and it won't uh, overwhelm the battery. We'll see. Anything else? Hey, all right, gang. Let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about who Tech and Coffee is. We uh, we all met on online. Uh, three and a half years ago now i guess uh and everybody got to hanging out together it's the the hangout is called uh, tech and coffee you can find us by going to tech and info look for that beautiful tnc coffee cup logo click on it it will take you to our daily google plus hangout we love to grab our favorite beverages and talk tech, and Bruce is showing you that beverage right now. Mm. Hey, guys, we you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech and Coffee One. Follow us on YouTube at Tech and Coffee. Search Google Plus for Tech and Coffee. Look for that logo. Catch our podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Player FM. Hey, man. Use the hash Tech and Coffee on Twitter and uh, talk to us, man. Let us know what's on your mind. As always, questions, comments, and snide remarks, send them to AJ at techandcoffee.info. Jeff, uh, well, let me back up. Bruce, do you have an app tonight? I do not. I, I, I'm i not ready to demo on this phone after having the factory reset just this afternoon, but I'll be ready next week. Okay, and I know Robert and I don't either. So, Jeff, you have the floor, my friend. Okay, well, let's see if I can fire this thing up real quick without getting too much feedback. So, my app this week is called Dormi, D-O-R-M-I. And what it is... It's a baby monitor app. That's right. Baby monitor. Who would have figured? Oh, do you and Leanna? You too many gray hairs to be. What What do you and Leanna been up to, Jeff? You're an old man. I am old man. But uh, let me show you how old I am. No. Um, and, and I'm not doing this because of uh, anything. Because I'm doing it just for the fun of it, actually. And I thought it was a very cool app. So this the, this thing. Um, allows me, let me get into here. Uh, if you have any old Android devices, they work on anything since like uh, two point, Android 2.1, I think. So any Android device that's pretty, you know, within the last eight years, it will actually work on it. Um, let me fire it up on this thing here. It's called Dormy. It's free. They give you four hours of, uh, of monitoring uh, for free per month, or for $8, you get unlimited for an entire year. 
is just crazy. And it works on the cellular, it works on the uh, cellular network, or it works on your own Wi-Fi network. So here it is. I'm going to try to show you on. I'm going to switch over to the my tablet here, if that lets me do that. Hold on. So here's my tablet. It says I don't know if you can see this, but it's waiting for the parent device. So this, if you have any old phone or any old tablet. It actually has a battery. It actually has the camera here. It'll go into screensaver mode or whatever, and then when it hears a voice, it wakes up and it projects whatever it sees. And it's you know it's absolutely perfect because if you were uh, say for us, um, we wanted to uh, leave the house and check on our dogs or something like that, I could monitor it this way. So I'm going to switch over here to start the monitoring process. And it's looking for my device, and it's connected, and it knows that I'm over here. So if I click on the the monitor, it would bring up me over here. It's not the greatest connection, but for free, and it, it, the the device will go to sleep, but it's still active. So the screensaver would come on my tablet, and then it would wake up when it heard a noise. So I'm going to try to go back here and turn the monitoring off because it's just going to be echoing all over the place. But for being absolutely free, and you can put it on any Android device, if you have an old phone, just put them on your own phone, bam. You get a uh, free monitoring service for whatever reason you want to do it, if you have kids or whatever. But you get, it's obviously that it works within your own Wi-Fi network. It works over a cellular network. Uh, you know, it's it's a great deal. Four, uh, four hours free, $8 for the entire year. Oh, I'm sorry, $5 for the entire year, $8 for lifetime, one-time payment. Wow. And it's unbelievably cheap. That, it's just that, crazy. That, that that is unbelievably cheap. That is that is a very cool app. Yeah, very for cool app. Yeah, we're, we're going to use it on our dogs. Very good, very good. I guarantee you, if I if I bought that eight dollar service, that company'd go bankrupt next week. All right, <laughs> hey uh, Ben Brady. Ben Brady said on his Nexus Seven Twenty Twelve, it's been running dog slow since the lollipop pop update. 5.02 and 5.1. I'm hesitant to do a factory reset on it because I've got a boatload of apps installed on it, and it would take forever to reinstall all of them. Hey, Ben, I've been where you're at. You know, Google does a pretty good job of remembering what apps you got installed on your tablet. Normally, just right after an, uh, you know a reset, it starts throwing them to your tablet. And uh, uh, But... You know, any anything that's specific as far as uh, username and passwords, a lot of that is starting fresh. So it can be a, fun, a pain, and believe me, I can relate to you. Yeah, it took me about two and a half to three hours for Google to feed all my apps back to me. Uh, it didn't feed any of the Amazon apps that I got from the Amazon app store, so i got to go out and pick those up individually. But uh, the pain that the pain of waiting for this to update, far less than the pain of what I was experiencing on my phone. Well, he describes it as dog slow, so right. it's pretty obvious that he's not happy with 
performance. And in the end, though, a factory reset is the only thing that he can do to try and hope that he can recover and get any kind of decent performance out of it. Okay. Hey, guys, really quick, since we have some time, I'm not going to walk back through this list, but uh, just want to stress we are taking coffee because of one man. His name is George Dosher, and uh, George had the idea to kind of start a community hangout, and it's been successful. And, and by the way, uh, you know, uh, George uh, is currently in Florida. Robert's in Louisiana. Uh, Bruce is in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. I'm in Northeast Tennessee. Jeff is in Napa, California. I have met all of these guys except Jeff in real life and met a lot of others that come to Tech and Coffee. And and we owe this all to George, and, and George is hurting tonight. George, uh, George lost a loved one, and uh, I am going to ask everyone to uh, please keep uh, uh, Mr. George Dosher in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, uh, we truly do love George, and he's going through, uh, hey, one of the darkest times that a person can go through right now. So please keep George in your thoughts and prayers. Hey, guys, you got anything else you'd like to add? We're good. Well, I just want to add that my Chromebook is still running like a stellar stud that it is. (laughs) I hear you. Hey, uh, really quick, uh, Ben Brady also said that, uh, hi, Duke, Robert, Jeff, and Bruce. The problem is I no longer have a broadband connection. I'm using my AT&T Unite hotspot. Fortunately, we have 30 gigs of data with additional rollover. Yes, I hear you, Ben. That would be painful to take all of those apps again once you reset. So, uh, yeah, that would be extremely painful probably versus a traditional Wi-Fi connection. You know what that sounds like to me? Sounds like a trip to the local coffee house and a bottomless cup. That I just plan on an afternoon because that's really what it's going to come down to. If you have mobile data, one, the the speed may potentially be an issue, um, and, and you don't want to burn up all your data trying to download all of these apps all over again. Go spend a healthy afternoon at your local coffee shop or your McDonald's or whatever you've got where you can get some free Wi-Fi, even your public libraries. Libraries are the best, actually. They have the best kind of uh, speed. Yep. Yvonne, Yvonne uh, one of our regulars in Tech & Coffee, is a big fan of the libraries and the services that they offer. Um, I was surprised, even in the rural and remote area where I live, our local library here has free Wi-Fi Internet access. And, I mean, you could just sit there for an entire afternoon and, just take care of all of this in one swoop. You know, again, it's a couple hours, um, but you know, it's better than trying to fight and deal with a device that just will not cooperate, much like what Bruce was experiencing earlier. So, make a plan. You know, make a date with the wife. Say, let's go have coffee and go sit there and just you know try and pay some attention to the wife while you're waiting for all the stuff to, you know, download. And and. Then optimize app one out of 100. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
currently optimizing app number seven out of 286 apps. Yeah. Yep. Hey, listen, guys, y'all have a great week. Please remember George, and we'll catch you guys in seven. Peace out, everybody. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 